welcome to episode number four of the Love Light Voice podcast. This is Martha speaking, and I'm happy to be with you here today. So, um, I was really thinking about what's on my heart, what do I want to share with people who might resonate with this podcast, and I really got to thinking that I wanted to talk about my relationship to energy healing, my relationship to the angels, and um, especially since I've, I've grown to be in a place where I'm channeling, I seem to be channeling healing from them, from the archangels, and messages from them, and this, you know, these things don't just happen overnight. There has been a long progression and growth and evolution that's that's occurred. So I thought it might be helpful if I were completely honest, <laughs> completely, completely honest as to where I came from in regards to my spiritual um, growth and and if this is a path that you are hoping to take yourself, and what I mean by that, if you're hoping to create a stronger relationship with your guides, your stronger relationship with your angels, um, that it is it is well worth every bit of investment. And um, yeah, so anyway, my life is very different. I I often hear um, Sonia Choquette describe her students as six sensories. You know, we just don't, we don't only operate as humans with five senses. We have six. And I have grown over the last few years, um, many years now, to rely more and more on my sixth sense. Absolutely. So I want to tell you, though, I want to tell you, I want to give you the dirt. (laughs) Truly. I want to give you the dirt as to where where I came from because I start to think about it and it's actually kind of funny. But it just goes to show you that those places where you're afraid to go are exactly the places where you're supposed to go. Um, your fear in many ways may just be calling you exactly where you're where you're supposed to be. So um, I'm thinking back now to many years ago, um, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, um, I was a practicing Catholic, and um, I am a product of a Catholic school education, and I, um, I definitely had a relationship with God before I started to, um, before I started to develop in any metaphysical way. Um, I definitely read the Bible. I. I wouldn't say I read the Bible all the time, but it was a part of my education and something I was interested in, and I definitely prayed. I prayed the rosary. So spirituality, in some form, has always been a part of my life. And I remember um, many years ago that there was one day that I was really feeling like I was in crisis. Um, I was already married, and I don't remember exactly what it was that that was upsetting me. But I remember going one Feast of the Epiphany, which is January 6th, I went to Mass, and I remember praying inside the church and just saying, God, I need something. I need help. I, I'm, I'm just a mess. And I could feel 
I could feel inside of me that I had these, now I would call them blockages, okay? But then I didn't have that vocabulary. So I knew I was carrying around this heaviness. I had some baggage I was carrying around. I was carrying around some anxiety. And I was like, I need help. I need help. I don't know what to do, but I need to get rid of this because I had the sense that even though by then I, I, you know, I was a college graduate and I was working in a good career, that I had more to accomplish in my life and that if I didn't figure out how to let go of all of this garbage that I wouldn't be able to really follow through with what my life is meant to be. So that's where my story begins in essence and I remember that it was not long after that I found myself in a Buddhist meditation class. In fact, it was probably about a week later. You see, the when we say prayer, synchronicity, things come together, coincidences come together to show you your path, to show you the way, and it's up to you when you see a sign whether or not to follow it. So um, one way in which the message got through to me that meditation would be helpful <laughs> was that um, I used to read this magazine called Classical Singer Magazine, and I've, as I've said before, I'm a classical singer. I'm a teacher. I've I've been working in music. I've been you know involved in music forever, specifically age six, and that is my my career as my profession. So anyway, um, at that time, anyone someone could have told me to jump through a hoop of fire and that it would improve my voice, and I would have done it. <laughs> so I was very invested in. You know, how do I get to be a better singer? How can I have a better voice? How can I improve my technique? How can anything? It didn't matter. It, it You know, you could have told me to jump out of an airplane and I would have done it, okay? So luckily, the suggestion that came across in Classical Singer magazine was that people should learn to meditate and it was good for a variety of reasons. And so I was like, oh, okay. And I remember that at the time they suggested this book called Loving Kindness by Sharon Salzberg. So I ordered the book, or I went and got it at the bookstore, and um, I read it, and I started to do this practice. And a week later or so, not long after, I found a meditation class that was, gosh, within a mile and a half or two miles of my home, very easy to get to, and, and thus I started going and learning about Buddhism, the Dharma, what the Buddha taught, and learning to meditate. And as soon as I started to do that, I noticed that what seemed like several radio stations going on in my head at the same time, all of a sudden, the volume started to calm, and the radio stations just sort of started to drop off, little by little by little. And I had a very, I mean, I don't know what other people's experiences are, I can only speak to mine, but... It really just calmed me down. And I really needed that because I was living with so much anxiety, um, so much baggage from earlier in my life, so much just junk that was clogging up my, my mental space, my emotional space, and the meditation just really helped me to start to heal. So it was among this time that life brought a, a friend of mine, uh, she's still a friend, even though I haven't seen her in a long time because she lives in California, but my friend Sandy, who um, I was attracted to her. I was um, 
her work rather. <laughs> but, but anyway, Sandy used to post these really cool um, gratitude messages and positive messages on this platform called Live Journal. And um, I remember seeing them come across on these different groups that I belonged to on this old platform called Live Journal. It was a blog platform. I'm not even sure it exists anymore. But anyway, so Sandy would post all these great things. And so I kind of befriended her and we started to talk. And then she would tell me about this friend of hers named Roger who was doing energy healing. And I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. What is that? And then she was talking about distance energy healing. And I'm like, well, I certainly don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then she was using terms like Reiki. And I was like, what? I don't know what that is. You know, so by connecting with her positivity and her positive um, vibes that she was putting out in the world through this platform, I learned about this whole other world that was there for me the whole time, but I had not recognized it. I'd never run into it before. So anyway, as luck would have it, both she and Roger lived in Florida at the time, and I got to experience some distance healing sessions with Roger, which I was amazed. Like, I had no idea that distance energy was even, and energy healing was even possible. So, how does it work? I mean, how is it possible that energy healing works? And to me, without getting all like crazy scientific and, and confusing, if you stop and realize that the earth, the universe, is all energy. And all of us are energy, everything is energy, and we are all vibrating at different rates. So some objects, some stationary objects, we might have, you know, hanging out, like say a desk or you know, a table, those objects appear more solid. They vibrate at a lower rate. Other things like humans, we might vibrate at a higher vibration. Different emotions have different frequencies as well, different vibrational rates. So we essentially live in a vibrational universe and every single one of us is connected. We are all connected and we are connected to the universe. We are connected to all of creation. And by this fact, what happens is that with intention, so Roger would be like, okay, I know that today I'm sending out energy healing to Martha in this place in Florida. And so with his intention, he's able to channel the energy of the universe as I am as well, and anybody who sets that intention can also do. I'll talk more about that later. And focus and send that energy to the person who is requesting the healing. And what happens is, is that we, we are able to channel this higher frequency from the universe, this higher frequency. And what happens is it's like, what are higher frequency states? Like you can think of the frequency of love. You can think of the frequency of joy. So these higher frequencies come in from the universe. We cha channel them to ourselves or we can channel them to other people. And those high frequencies will knock out those things that are not like itself. 
So as a person's body fills in with these higher frequencies at whatever rate is best for them in that moment, anything that's vibrating in a lower in a lower frequency, so lower frequency things in the mental field, emotional, physical, what happens is is that the um, those things dissolve, dissolve, those energies dissolve because they can't exist in that higher frequency. So what happens is is that in receiving this healing, a person just those energies just flow out and you let them go. And I have to be truthful. Sometimes when you're feeling those energies go, you don't feel so hot. <laughs> you might cry, you might feel a little extra irritable, but you flush out, you know, you drink lots of water and flush and let it go. So you might feel whatever the kind of not so great things that might be stored in there, you just kind of let them go. You might feel a little bit of the garbage that's being thrown out. You might feel a little bit, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it's about. It doesn't matter what it is, but you flush it out, you let it go, and the next thing you know, you yourself are vibrating at a higher frequency. So um, this is how it works. It's really, really very simple. So we can access those higher frequencies through energy healing, um, a popular form that many people learn here, Reiki, um, is a very popular modality. There are various modalities to channel energy healing, but really it's the same source. It's absolutely the same source. So um, so that's how that works. So I started participating in the distance healing energy sessions. I started um, studying Reiki myself and then doing self-healing. Um, and then also, let's not forget that whenever you sit down <laughs> and you meditate and you connect to the universe and you connect to source, you also are receiving this healing energy from the universe. You know, so anyway, it's a beautiful process and over time, and I was, I was pretty diligent about it, but over time I just could feel my being lighten and lighten and lighten. I mean, at a certain point in my life, I would say well more than 10 years ago, I used to walk around feeling like someone was stepping on my chest. Like I just felt this pressure in my heart chakra, like someone was constantly stepping on my chest. And that's just how I lived. Um, and just always anxious about every little thing. And so anyway, luckily between the meditation and the energy healing process that I was going through, going to see Roger for healings a few times a year, working on myself through Reiki, all of this, going to sound healing baths with those gorgeous, I love those crystal bowls, or going to um, the, go to hear the gongs, I love the gongs, all of those high frequencies combined with the, the energy of the healers present, holy cow, it made a really, really sizable difference in my life. And so as I've risen in vibration, a lot of things in my life have shifted as well. <laughs> things shift. <laughs> you know, you find yourself in in um, situations that maybe it's better to leave. Um, I've had to walk away through many, through many things in my life, from many things in my life, um, because those things were no longer in my higher and highest and best. So you let go, 
you adjust and then it seems like you just get closer and closer to that frequency of happiness and joy. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I am constantly walking around like a beam of sunshine because (laughs) I can get irritated just like any other person. We are all still human. But what I am trying to say is that it is most definitely possible to let go of some of of that baggage that we carry around in our minds, in our physical bodies, in our emotional bodies. It is so cool to let go of that extra baggage. So um, that that has been an incredible part of my life and to be able to assist others through in my own way because I I channel but I also channel sound mantras and this along with the energy and it helps people I bring forth uplifting energies and uplifting words for peoples and for people and so this is my service back to humanity wherever you are and I'm really um, humbled actually really really humbled um, it actually makes me emotional to think about it. It's, it's pretty amazing considering, (laughs) considering that, you know, gosh, in the early 2000s, back when Montel Williams was still on television and he'd have Sylvia Brown on his show, I believe on Fridays, at least for a period of time, the, the shows that he'd have Sylvia Brown on, on Fridays when I would be home. I, I was in graduate school between the years of, say, 2004 and 2006. So Fridays I didn't have to go to school, so I'd stay home and clean and kind of relax a little bit and practice. <laughs> but at a certain hour, I think it was more in the morning, I don't remember super clearly, but I was always drawn to watch Sylvia Brown <laughs> talk to Montel, and she, of course... She passed away several years ago now, but she was a medium, and she had these big, long nails like they do in, you know, some places like New Jersey and New York, really long. And um, she was a character, that one. And I remember I'd be by myself in my house watching this show, and I would be like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm scared oh my God, I hope I never see anything, like ever. Oh my God, that would be horrifying. Like I literally was, I was in so much fear about, oh my God, I would die. If I saw something show up in my house, I think I would just die. (laughs) So (laughs) this is pretty much where I started my relationship, like my conscious relationship with my guides and and the angels and and quite honestly family members and friends that are on the other side um this is where I started from oh dear god no 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 so this is what I mean about exactly where you're afraid of is where you're supposed to go so um fast forward (laughs) fast forward a little bit to me in meditation, me now taking in the energy healing, really actively working on um, 
on expanding and learning about everything. I mean, I had to learn everything. Apparently, according to my Reiki master, who um, through between the years of, I think, 2008 and 2009, I did my year-long, um, uh, I took about a year to do the three levels of Reiki and to really work with them and do the self-healing and all this. According to her, I had an attitude. I don't remember that. But what might have come across as attitude may have just been fear <laughs> of like, oh my God, what am I doing? Am I going to go to hell for this? Like, you know, like just, you know, because you're opening up to all of these new things and you just don't, there's a, there was a part, I mean, and I guess part of it's just my personality, but I was just like, oh, oh no, oh no, you know, what am I doing? Um, but anyway. Of course, all of this fear was completely unfounded, but I had to walk through it first to see that. So there was a beautiful period of time where I could not read enough books. I could not read enough books about spirituality. I just couldn't get my hands on enough. And especially about the angels, about divine guidance, about everything. And God bless Doreen Virtue. Um, I'm sure you maybe you've heard about all of the... The changes she's made, how she doesn't consider herself a new age practitioner any longer. But, you know, that's fine. You know, she is on her own path. And I'm not really here to talk about that. But I am here to say, God bless Doreen Virtue, because her books absolutely helped to open me up to my divine guidance, to the angels, to learn to lean on the angels. There was a period of time in my life where I couldn't do anything. I couldn't sneeze without calling on Archangel Michael, okay? Because when you're um, filled with anxiety and fear and you find out that Archangel Michael <laughs> is the angel of strength and courage, you, you, make, you really try to become friends with him fast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was a period of time where it was like, well, and I still, I mean, I'm still... Um, close to Archangel Michael, most definitely. But there was a time when, if if I don't listen, I don't know how, how angels receive their prayers. I don't know if they get notifications somehow. I, I don't know how that all works, okay? But I will say this. I uh, <laughs> There was a period of time there where if perhaps Archangel Michael got a ping in his being that Martha, or that somebody was calling, or that somebody was asking for help, he'd be like, oh, it's probably that Martha girl again. Yeah! <laughs> So, so anyway, um, yeah, I just, I had a lot of fear. That said, I was reading books and I really consciously wanted to make contact. I really, I really wanted to have that experience that my angels were with me. I really wanted that. And I remember that I was reading Doreen Virtue's book called Divine Guidance and she gave some meditations in there and the meditations were um yeah about making contact and I remember the first time that I sat like I was comfortable with meditation I was comfortable with you know breathing meditation and tonglen the giving and taking meditation that the Buddhists teach and loving kindness which still to this day continues to be one of my very favorite meditations um, that I learned from Buddhism, meta meditation. I love that. But, um, anyway, so this meditation, right? 
it was, you know, to feel, to see, to hear something, to make contact. And there was this one day where I was sitting and meditating and asking and going through this process. And I literally felt the, like a brush of air by my, my cheek as if someone were like, as if there was like a little wing over there, you know, blowing air at my cheek. And I was like, whoa, my God, that's crazy. I was just blown away. And from there, the, the relationship just continually expanded. And um, that was a huge, huge blessing. And of course, I have a very logical mind that wants to see proof of things. Like, this is just how I was wired. And, um, you know, I was like, well, is the air conditioner on? Wait, is the fan on? No. Okay. You know, where did that air come from? Is the window open behind me? No. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I really, I really took stop to take notice like okay was that just real because I could not have made that up um as the energy healing progressed and I started to release more and more just garbage I guess from my system I started to see lights I started to see colors um you know different colors very often blue or white sparkles in my room I wondered is my vision going like what's going on here but uh <laughs> if my vision's been going, it's been going now for a good 10 years. And by the way, I don't wear glasses or contact lenses. But nonetheless, my third eye started to open more and more. And I'd see things. And um, very comforting. You know, very, very comforting. Uh, these days, um, very often they'll flashlights at me to confirm something for me. And they'll be like, yep, that's right. And they'll they'll flash a light and I'll be like, Ooh, you know, and sometimes that clarity is, um, very affirming, like, yay. And sometimes all the clarity is like, Oh, okay. I need to reinvestigate that or think again, you know? So the angels are very, very pleasant in our lives. And when I talk to people and I, um, talk to them about encouraging their relationship along with their angels and guides who, frankly, no one in your life that is a human, has your back, like your angels and guides do. Nobody. I mean, nobody. Because those angels and guides, those that team has been assigned to you since birth to look after you, love you from another dimension, and try to keep you on track with your soul plan. And that is your team. Those are your people. However, without their permission, they can't do much. Like life or death, okay. If not your time to go, they'll intervene. But if you really want their help, if you really want them actively working in your life, you have to ask because we have this thing called free will. <laughs> so it's like... Nobody, nobody can help you. Nobody can work miracles in your life or bring you extra grace unless you ask. So to me, it's just like making friends, you know, um, know you have this team around you. You don't need to know what they're called. You don't need to know what they look like. You can ask for those revelations if you like, but you don't have to know. Um, I like to call them team <laughs> personally. I don't think, I don't think spirit sent me to earth with just, with just one angel. I got to say, if you knew me, you'd be like, yeah, no, you need, you need more than one. But, <laughs> but, um, 
But seriously, ask them for assistance. I like to write things down. I like to write prayers down. I like to ask for their assistance. I like to, and I like to do it in writing. Very often I'll speak or I'll talk to them or I'll talk to them in my head. I talk to my angels all the time. Um, I also advise you to be nice to them. Uh, earlier in my life, one of the strongest messages I got back, which there have been a few that have kind of knocked me off my feet, but I deserved it. I needed that. But I don't know why I was irritated one day. And I was, for whatever reason, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm telling you, I, I wasn't always like I am now. I had a lot of anxiety and sometimes anger, but I was giving my angels a hard time about something. I don't even remember what it is anymore, but I was really just... I was just, I don't know, it was really strange. I was angry, and it seems ridiculous to yell at a team of angels, but that is what was happening, okay? I own it, and um, boy, I don't know who it was that came back, but it might have been, who knows if it was one of my grandmothers that was floating around me at the time who just very sternly got her message across and was like, do not yell at your angels, and I was like, okay, I never did that again. Um, but yeah, but just to, you know, give you an idea of where my mental state was earlier on in my life, it was a little different. Um, but that said, so I never did that again. <laughs> I never did that again. But the, the angels, they know, the angels, the guides, and, um, our, our ancestors floating around in spirit, when there's a strong message, they know how to get through if you ask, if you want that relationship. One day... This was very powerful, and because I'm kind of sassy, I'm not sure that I took it the right way in that moment. Their intention was good, but perhaps the approach of whichever spirit it was was a little bit too brusque. But there was one day where I was hosting a dinner for some friends, and I was really interested in this man who was coming over. And we had become friends in the previous months, and I was definitely interested in him romantically. And I remember that that afternoon I was um, just sort of getting ready and I was feeling pretty good about myself and was excited that he was coming and, oh, I'll never forget this. I was sitting quietly and all of a sudden I felt a presence around me. If that presence could have shaken me, it would have. And it very sternly said to me, you deserve better. And it was like, I don't know. I don't know if you can say that they energetically like were trying to smack me, but it didn't really feel that way. But they were really trying to knock some sense in me. And it was so bossy. (laughs) If you knew me personally, that probably wasn't the best approach. But they were really trying to get the message across really strongly. And I was like, well, you have some nerve coming up in here and saying that I deserve better and what's with it because I felt like they were taking an attitude with me and I was really not I was really not happy about it fast forward boy were they right (laughs) whoo there could not have been a truer statement spoken ever I absolutely deserve better than this person. And um, I got to say, probably a soul contract in there. And it was very hard to let that connection go. 
but um, I was inexplicably drawn to him. And but it was an extraordinarily difficult, difficult lesson in um, not noticing red flags, red flags from the very beginning, red flags, not noticing, ignoring my gut, ignoring my thoughts, just ignored. You know, and then also when spirit tells you, hello, no, bad idea. Yeah, it's probably good to, to, um, listen. And, uh, that was a very, very, very hard lesson. Um, so yeah, sometimes the angels can be forceful as well. They can be like, listen, girl, you know, and, um, I firmly believe to this day that he was not allowed to get even closer to me because I think Archangel Michael just wouldn't have it, you know, because we, uh, we were involved with each other, but we never got as close as I would have liked. And I've no doubt Archangel Michael was like, oh, 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 hell no. <laughs> so anyway, they really are out for our highest and best. And I'm really, really grateful for that. Even if there are certain moments, there have been certain moments in my life where I fought them. Um, Sometimes, even in our dreams, you know, we can invite a conversation with our angels and guides and for them to speak to us through our dreams. And I think that's a, a beautiful way of, of getting messages because our ego isn't happening and it's kind of hard when you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I had this dream and maybe write it down and be like, hmm, you know, but sometimes they can be very forthright. For example, not long ago. I was kind of interested in this other young man who was like, oh, he's got so many good things going for him and he's handsome and I really like him, yada, yada. And um, one night, and I, was, I think I must have gone to sleep just being like, oh, this is so wonderful and da, 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 and I'd probably just seen him. And overnight, I had a dream where I was basically told, he is really selfish. And I was like, oh, and I confirmed this with a spiritual friend, like that an angel would actually say that out loud. Because I was like, it sounds kind of judgy, you know, like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> sounds kind of judgmental, like that they would say that about him. But, but they, but it was, I, I kind of checked it with a couple of friends who are also intuitives and that I trust. And I thought, you know, does this seem right to you that they would say this? And they're like, you better listen. And I was like, all right, you know. So, yeah, sometimes clarity, as my friend Melissa, who's a fantastic psychic here, she says sometimes, what, what is it, the exact phrase? Clarity isn't always convenient. Clarity isn't always convenient. So, um, yeah. So I encourage you, I encourage you, if you are definitely interested in living a more sixth sensory life, being more open to all of the miracles and grace and mysterious wonder of the universe to start to to invite your guides to come closer your guardian angels to come closer talk to them about anything and everything from the most minute details to the biggest dreams that you have and everything in between talk to them share with them Ask for their assistance because they are just waiting. They are just willing and they're just ready and waiting for you to reach out and give them a call and uh, give them a call. Listen to me. 
you know what I mean. <laughs> Send them a text, right? <laughs> Write them a letter. Whatever. You know? <laughs> Whatever works for you. And just watch how things become easier. Um, I love Tosha Silver and her work. And she wrote this awesome book called Outrageous Openness. And um, I think it's a really fun book. I, I think it brings the humor and the fun into the divine. And um, I think many people have a very serious view of God. Maybe not everybody, but a very serious, maybe like in some spiritual traditions more than others. But but I think that Tosha Silver brings in this grand, this humor, this love, this, uh, I mean, it's just amazing. I love her work. And I, I love her book, Outrageous Openness. And I love her book, It's Not Your Money, as well. And, um, I'll tell you what, I will, I will tell you in no uncertain terms that I have shopping guardian angels. I, I do. And, and she, Tosha Silver talks about this in her book, Outrageous Openness, how the divine has found her apartments, the divine has found her clothes. And, um, I, I can definitely vouch for both of those things. Uh, I am certain that the condo that I live in right now, uh, I call that, uh, I've often describe it as a hand of God moment. God put me here, this lovely place where I live. And the same with um, <laughs> shopping. <laughs> I'll need a new dress for something or I'll, you know, I need a new pair of shoes for something and I'll just put the bat signal out, I call it. I'm like, okay, guides, I, I need this thing. I need it to not cost so much money and I need this. The next thing you know, I find myself feeling inexplicably, inexplicably pulled to Ross or one of my favorite stores is Nordstrom Rack and I find the best dresses there for not very much money. It just delights me. So the next thing, or like very often I'll get the Nordstrom Rack bat signals coming in. One day I found my mother a beautiful coach purse that she wanted, a gold tone. She didn't specifically ask for this purse, but she told me. I want this certain type of purse. I want it to be gold-toned. I want it to be this big. And I was like, oh, goodness. And she is so picky. She is really, really picky about her handbags. And I thought to myself, you know, I might as well have been given an assignment to go find the Holy Grail. Like, that is how I felt about finding a bag for my mom for Christmas. You know, because I asked her, what do you want? And she told me. So I was like, fantastic. So wouldn't you know, I put it out there to my guardian angels, to my guides. And I said, I need help with this. I would love to do something great for my mother because I have a great mom. We have a great relationship. And I wanted to do something nice for her. I wanted to get her a a cool bag, you know? (laughs) She was extremely specific. Wouldn't you know? Bat signal, Nordstrom Rack, right here. And I was like, okay. So I went, would you, I found it. I found it. I found the perfect bag. It happened to be Coach gold tone with a zipper because she likes to have a zipper perfect size for her everything I remember texting my friend Alma and being like you would not I found the holy grail (laughs) I texted her a picture when Christmas came around and I showed my mother or she opened her present rather she was so happy. I was so delighted. I was so, so, so happy because it was exactly, exactly what she wanted. So, I mean, even for silly things like this, like I know we live on a planet with major concerns and we think the angels 
have big things to do. There's always peace in the Middle East, and what's going on with North Korea, and, you know, the government in the United States, what's going on with us here, and what's going on in Europe, and there's all sorts of stuff. You know, we've got the whole problem, the poor people in Venezuela. I mean, there are so many issues, right, in the world, and we think, God and the angels are busy with those people, those major issues, and we forget to ask for help for ourselves. But you know what? There are enough angels for all of us. There are, there are so many angels. There are so many high vibrational beings on the other side who are just wanting to show up for us. So I say, write them post-it notes, um, whatever it is, just say hello Thank you for helping me today in whatever way you see, because they see the big picture of our lives and they can, they can really, they can really make a huge difference. I know I have been blessed over and over again and probably in ways I don't even know, because I assure you that our spiritual team or sometimes excuse the term saving our ass in ways we didn't even know we needed. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, personally, so much gratitude because I have to say, I have probably been a very bratty charge for them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Not the easiest assignment. You know? <laughs> They've probably sometimes thought, this one's a little spoiled. And she's, <laughs> what are we going to do with this kid? You know, but, but they have brought me along and I, um, I will say that in my life path, it's almost as if God knew in the life where I landed that God, both both spirit, God, or the universe, however you want to, whatever feels good to you, but I'll say God, it's very often how I refer to, to spirit in the universe, but God knew he or she, he and she would have to bend over backwards to show me that he or she could be trusted, Okay. And the same goes for the angels and the guides. I know (laughs) they have bent over backwards, forwards, twisty, pretzel-like ways to show me that they're really there for me and that they can be trusted. So I assure you, if they're willing to do that for a bratty kid like me, they will most certainly do that for you. And just watch your life evolve with more miracles, more grace, more love, I mean, I don't think any of us are exempt from challenge in this life. I think that we, we are, you know, challenge is a thing. We're humans, you know, and very often we grow through our challenges. So, you know, we're always, we're going to face things, but I think we will face them with more grace, with the help of our angels and our guides. So... Anyway, I wanted to share all of that with you. I felt like it was important. I really wanted to tell you my story about it, my story involving meditation and the energy healing, and and just be honest about my roots in all of this and kind of my own cynicism and fear (laughs) that were the beginning of my path towards having a very close relationship with my angels and my guides. So anyway, uh, that is what I wanted to share for today. Um, If I can be of any assistance to you, uh, please be in touch. Uh, My website is lovelightvoice.com. I'm posting uh, channeled healings, channeled sound healings 
on my website, um, on YouTube. Um, the most recent one will always be on the front page of my website. Um, I offer free distance healing as well. So you can just go on my website and sign up and I will keep you abreast of when new things pop up. But it's really my, it's really my delight. It's really such a pleasure to be able to be of assistance and help more and more people live just happier and more charmed lives. So um, anyway, here's wishing you to a wonderful day, a wonderful week. I'm wishing you so many blessings. And yeah, until next time.